The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Monday. Welcome into Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's MLB betting podcast. It is Monday, July 3rd. It's kind of a getaway day, but we're here. I'm very impressed that uh, we're all here. Brendan Glasheen, Sean Zarillo, and BJ Cunningham. No, well, we've taken days off, but no day off for us today. Uh, just get this out of the way. We're not here tomorrow for the 4th of July. So check the Action Network out for picks from all of our baseball folks. Really quick, Zarillo, you going to have an article tomorrow or no? I will have an article. I might even, uh, you know, in due to the lack of a payoff pitch episode, I might jump on a solo Twitter spaces or something too and just like run through the slate and get my thoughts on the game. So uh, <laughs> that'd be lovely. At Sean Zarilla on Twitter, uh, I'll probably either, I, I'll definitely have an article, but I'll either do a Twitter thread going through all 15 games uh, just to make sure I touch on everything for the holiday or jump on a Twitter spaces for like 20, 25 minutes. So holy overachiever. Wow. Love it. <laughs> it's It's a baseball betting holiday. Uh, I very much understand that people are going to want to bet all day tomorrow. I'm going to want to bet all day tomorrow. So I want to make sure people have the information to do that uh, because it's a, it's a great day. So we'll throw out some Ron Robbins. We'll have some fun with it. Okay. Very good. Well, opening pitch is up for today as well. 10 game slate in baseball. Um, BJ Cunningham, Sean Zarillo. Love that. Wow. Talk about setting a tone early in the holiday week. That's fantastic. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate you. So we are here Friday. We're here today, here Friday, no podcast tomorrow. And also stay tuned later in the week. We'll have details on our home run derby and all-star game coverage on the action network podcast, which is not payoff pitch on the action network podcast. We will discuss those details on Friday and we'll push it out wherever we need to, for you to get the details you need folks as the all-star break is next week. So here we go. 10 game slate. We'll zip right through this thing. Zarillo, a best bet for July 3rd. Yeah, not a bet. I wrote up a article last night because I was waiting for the market to open. This was about minus 250, the twins in the first five innings. When it opened last night, saw minus 215 today. I made this slide about minus 290. Curious to hear where BJ has it because I think Joe Ryan is one of the best starting pitchers in baseball. The fact that they have Ryan and Pablo Lopez who are first and third 
amongst qualified pitchers and expected ERA, and they are now tied for first place and below 500 with the Cleveland Guardians, is pretty bad. Uh, the Twins have vastly underachieved. They just want to hand the Guardians the division. But Joe Ryan gives you an effective start every time out, and I project a substantial difference between him and his opponent. The one concern with the Twins is they are much better against righties than lefties. Their offense against lefties is rather pitiful. Um, so not in their better split here, but I uh, do like the Twins quite a bit. As I said, projected closer to minus 300. Maybe the market taking a little dip after we won back-to-back uh, -back bets on the Royals against the Dodgers, getting a little more respect there for the Royals. But uh, yeah, definitely Twins first five, my largest projected edge. And just always happy to back Joe Ryan in the first five. BJ, any thoughts on Ryan? Now, he is coming off a, a tough appearance against the Atlanta Braves. Just three mm -hmm. innings, nine hits, six runs. He left home runs. That that reads like a typo. Yeah. But uh, he was finding the zone often in that start. Uh, but other than that, he's pitched very well this year. I know Anthony DeBundo gave him out as a Cy Young pick at 30-1 to 1 earlier in the season on the podcast. Thoughts on Joe Ryan today in the, in the Twins? I mean, yeah, like if you look at his last start against the best offense in Major League Baseball that's putting up just ungodly numbers right now, yeah, it probably looks bad, but then he gets to face one of the worst offenses in Major League Baseball. Yeah, Sean, I have that projected at minus 293, so I'm pretty high on that as well. It's just dependent on, you know, I was reading a bit about Austin Cox. I don't know if he's, you know, if you look through his minor league numbers, he has started quite a few games. Uh, he got one start against the Guardians uh, in his last outing. He got only one about three, I think three and two thirds, but he got hit up pretty well for about four runs. So I'm not really sure how long the Royals want to use him in this type of scenario. But, you know, the Royals just lost one of their best arms and Raldis Chapman, who got mm -hmm. traded to the Rangers. So, uh, yeah, I'll probably be joining Sean on the Twins first five. But my best bet is the Cardinals and Marlins over eight runs at minus 115. Uh, Michaelis is going to be starting for the Cardinals and he has not been good this season. I mean, he's got a 4.4 ERA expected ERA is up at 5.24. He's never been a swing and miss type pitcher. Like his K per nine rate has always been consistently between six or seven or someone there. He's a ground ball pitcher. Like he's a sinker fastball type pitcher down in the zone. It's always been somewhere above 50%. Now he's at 37% for this season. So you can see why his expected metrics are skyrocketing when he can't keep the ball down in the zone and keep the ball off the hitter's barrel. His stuff plus is just 89 this season. That's ninth worst among, among qualified starting pitchers, but his location plus is 107. So he's having, he's hitting the zone. He just has terrible stuff and people are hitting him. So, uh, you know, and you look at the Cardinals uh, bullpen, they're very below average as well. 18th and XFIP and stuff. Plus Braxton Garrett, has been one of the most profitable starting pitchers in Major League Baseball this season. But if you look at his expected metrics, like he's a very average Major League starting pitcher, 4.14 expected ERA, 318 expected weighted on base average allowed. And then if you dig into his stat cast numbers, it starts to get a little more concerning. 46% hard hit rate allowed, 12th percentile for average exit velocity allowed, 35th percentile for barrel rate allowed. The Cardinals have been above average against lefties this season. And Braxton is mainly a sinker ball pitcher. The Cardinals against left-handed sinkers this season have a 424 expected weighted on base average and a plus 11.6 run value. So I think the total is a tad too low here. I'm projecting 8.9 runs. So I like over eight runs in Cardinals Marlins. All righty. Very good. I wanted to add one more note on, on Joe Ryan. He actually faced the Royals opening day. His first, well, his first start of the year was April 2nd and six innings of one run ball, three hits, walked just two, struck out six. And that's really when the Joe Ryan story began for 2023. Mm -hmm. If we're getting to that time of the year now, our teams will finally start facing each other more than once outside of your division, of course. 
So there you go. Uh, twins and Royals today. And BJ likes Cardinals, Marlins over. All right, let's find out if we're going to fade the public on this Monday. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? So uh, a lot of different choices when we do this segment. We decided to go to the Milwaukee Brewers, who are part of an earlier uh, game today. There are two early games at 2 Eastern. You have Houston and Texas, then Chicago and Milwaukee. That is the featured MLB on ESPN Plus game today. Brewers are getting 73% of the bets, 84% of the cash. They're at minus 105 at BetMGM. Julio Tehran is on the mound. Drew Smiley for the Cubs. Zerillo, you are betting on the Brewers. Any concern with the love from the people? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'm surprised <laughs> this many people are back in Julio Tehran. Um, he actually got hit really hard in his last start. Uh, gave up, I believe, four homers, seven runs. But his expected ERA is still pretty comparable to what Drew Smiley has posted this season. Both of these guys have good expected ERAs, sub-four expected ERAs but their pitching model expected ERA is closer to five. Um, so the stuff plus location plus has them closer to replacement level pitchers, number five starters, whereas their expected ERAs say that they're both number three type starters. Now looking at like bigger picture stuff outside of the results from this year, how I project both these guys out the rest of the way, even though Teheran has slightly better pitching plus numbers, pitch modeling numbers than Smiley. I think Drew Smiley is the better starter. I just think he has more well-rounded profile. He's able to get a few more strikeouts, slightly more effective overall. But in terms of how I project them, the difference isn't substantial. And with Milwaukee being at home, the offenses being relatively similar, the bullpens not having huge differentials between them, it's this basically just comes down to home field advantage. I made the Brewers minus 120. We bet them up to minus 110. You can get even money right now. So about 10 cent differential, nice little edge on the Brewers. Uh, but I also like the under here, under nine to minus 118 or under eight and a half at even money. Just a uh, number that I think is higher than the market. So nothing, uh, you know, particularly in terms of like huge analysis edge that I see. Just think the Brewers should be given a little more respect. And I think the totals attached too high for two starters who's, as I said, pitching modeling metrics are awful, but both generate a good amount of weak contact. So I think they can saw off some bats with some cutters and uh, keep the ball in the air. BJ. You like the Cubs today to go against the people, or are you also backing Milwaukee in some capacity? Tehran has I mean, been impressive since the end of May. Every time I see Julio Tehran, I'm like, what year is it? Especially facing Smiley. So is this 2014? Like, how are these so wait, guys? Just real quick, Tehran was in AAA in April, yeah. right? Is I that just, right? Every time I see him yeah. pop up, I'm just like, what year? He was in independent ball last year, too. I believe he pitched yeah. in the Atlantic League, the Mexican he League. So he, he jumped yeah. around. Um, and made his way back to the big leagues, which I think is actually pretty cool. Like BJ yeah. saying, like, I mean, what year is it? It's I think it's actually cool when these guys, you know, seemingly lose their major league job and then take this circuitous route going through the Staten Island Ferry Hawks in the Atlantic League, yeah. going through Toros de Tijuana in the Mexican League. Like that, that's kind of a cool path for Julio Tejeron, a former all-star, I believe, to get back to the big league. So oh, yeah. dedication to the... his craft, love of the game. I think that's kind of cool. Oh yeah, he was with the Braves. He was the Braves' number one guy for a long time there right. at Atlanta. Uh, anyway, and over no, Chief, he was a uh, he was a guy who would like consistently have not great strikeout rates, but would get a ton of weak contact and outperform his underlying metrics. He's done this forever, so I don't know why people are surprised it's happening again. Two two time All Star Julio Tehran, yeah, 2016, mm-hmm. 2014. fifth and rookie of the year too. He's a solid guy. Yeah, no, I'd be you're fine. <laughs> I have the Cubs at minus one hundred and seven. And the total at 9.2. So uh, this is uh, 
not not a projection edge here for me. So I just echo everything that Sean has kind of said that both these pitchers, you know, like you said, pitching models say that they're getting shelled, but hey, good for Julio Tehran who's still sticking around. Well, all that you want to, you know, the, the quick measurement for guy is typically able to outpitch his metrics or guy typically underperforms his metrics. Look at his ERA, look at his expected ERA or expected FIP and compare them. Julio Tehran, career 3.78 ERA, career 4.44 expected FIP. Has outperformed it by over half a run for his entire career. Shane Bieber, the same way. There's a lot of guys you can find who outperform that expected FIP number by half a run over the course of their career. Those are your weak contact guys. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. On to our favorite underdog of the day. We have a consensus underdog on this 10-game slate. Uh, where's my dog? Uh-huh, where's my dog? Both going to the Guardians from Cleveland. Cirillo, explain the Guardians at plus 130. Yeah, this is scary. We just talked about Joe Ryan getting lit up by the Braves. The Braves, since June 1st, I can't believe this. I, I couldn't believe this when I pulled it up last night. They have 63 home runs in 26 games. Ridiculous. 
Next closest team is 48, but they're hitting 306 with a 370 on base and a 573 slugging percentage as a team since June 1st. So they have an OPS of 940 as a team over the past month. That's insane. Uh, that is that is like they're all hitting like Ronald Acuna, basically. Their whole team <laughs> is hitting like Acuna. Um, so yeah, it's it's come down to the starting pitching matchup here. Uh, we've talked about Bryce Elder a ton on this podcast. I don't want to beat it into the ground, but even in his last start, he let up a bunch of base runners, got out of every inning. He's, he's the king of stranding runners so far. Uh, his strand rate is nearly 85%. Major league average is 71.7%. So his strand rate is 13% higher than the big league average. He is, in terms of pitching plus metrics, four points below average, 96 pitching plus, 74 stuff plus. I don't think stuff plus sees him with a single above average pitch. And Gavin Williams is a guy I really like for the Guardians. He cooks incredible fastball, locates it up and down in the zone, which you love to see, can hit the corners too, paints everywhere. Um, 34% strikeout rate between double A AA and triple A this season. Former first round pick, so it comes with a ton of pedigree too. So I, I just give the Guardians the starting pitching advantage here. Um, again, I don't think Elder's bad. I really don't. I think he's a number three starter, but he's pitching like a number one right now. He's a 244 ERA. I think if he adds strikeouts at some point in the future, he could be a number one starter. Absolutely. But right now he's not. Um, so yeah, just starting pitching advantage for the Guardians. It's it's like, it's really tough to go against the Braves right now because they hit three home runs in the first inning of every game. <laughs> and you're immediately down three nothing. And it, it's I, I, uh, I'm i often not watching the game. I'm watching other games and I see the little black box with the uh, the score and the, you know, the little graph for like which runners are on base. And uh-huh. I see one nothing Atlanta, two nothing Atlanta, and neither of the out dots are filled in. And I'm like, oh, they just hit two solo home runs to start the game. Of course they did. That's that's just what they do. The Braves every day now just hit two solo home runs. So, yeah, they're they're really frustrating to uh, bet against at this point. But at some point, they're going to lose. Hopefully it's today. Uh, Guardians plus 130 or better would be where I'd bet it. Made it about plus 120. Elders last two starts. He was at Philadelphia June 22nd. Phillies left seven men on base. Twins June 27th. They left nine on base. And, you know, the Guardians, a team who puts the ball in play. So, like, yeah, maybe they're the team who can finally, you know, poke some singles against them with guys on base, but they have no power. So they're, they're at an extreme power disadvantage here against the Braves. I talk about that anytime Cleveland plays the Yankees when Judge is healthy. It's hard for the Guardians to beat the Yankees because they're at such a big power discrepancy. It's kind of a similar thing against the Braves. Like, if they get out homered, it's unlikely the Guardians win. So they got to they gotta keep the Braves in the ballpark. This is reeking of a cash the idea bet as opposed yeah, to cashing for the sure. bet. <laughs> <laughs> the Braves are too good, man. Like I'm, I have preseason futures on the Braves. They were my number one preseason futures team. I'm going to end up losing as much money on the Braves during the season as I would win, you know, when they win the world series, presumably. So it's not, it's not fun betting against them all the time, but I'm already seeing it. Matt Mitchell, five units on Cleveland money line, 2.75 units Minus on Cleveland runs. reverse run line. Yep, yep. You nailed it. There you go. Love you, Mitchell. Talk to you later this week. Uh, go ahead, BJ. You got a thought on the Guardians here? Real quick before I get started. Can you guys hear my dog? My wife just left and put him in a no. tree. We can't hear okay. your dog. But okay. this is an underdog just segment, so it works. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I agree. I have the uh, Braves only at minus 112. So projecting a little bit of value here on the Guardians. And, I mean, the thing is, I mean, Sean hit the nail on the head. It's like, okay, going against the Braves lineup sucks every single week but 
Cleveland's offense has improved. Like since the beginning of June, they have a 330 weighted on base average and 111's weighted on credits plus. That's eighth in Major League Baseball. When from April to May, they were near the bottom of baseball in both those categories. And like Sean said about Gavin Williams, he had really good AAA numbers. He had 120 stuff plus in AAA. Like Sean said, he's got a great fastball that can hit triple digits. When he was at East Carolina, he had the fifth highest K per nine rate in college baseball. And he continued that through the minors with really high strikeout rates. You know, small sample size of two starts, but 2.7 expected ERA is very, very encouraging. So I agree with Sean. I think the Guardians have a starting pitching matchup. Their offense has improved. It sucks going against the Braves offense, but I think there's some value on the Guardians tonight. And if you remember, the Guardians were okay against righties last year. They were awful against lefties, but they were actually 11th against righties, 104 WRC+. plus. Uh, I want to see where their slugging percentage ranked because that would be pretty determinative of how lucky. Yeah, they were 14th in slugging against righties too. So the Guardians are capable of being a league average offense against righties. They've just been awful against both types of pitching this year. But yeah, I think the improvements are somewhat legitimate. So there's a reason I bet Cleveland to win the AL Central coming into the season. They're below 500, but currently tied for the division. I like the fact that they have a chance to get back to 500 today. A little bit of motivation there and a chance to uh, get sole possession of first place. So who knows? Uh, not like not a spot I'm betting because of that, but I definitely like uh, that that's on our side today. Cleveland and Atlanta, seven o'clock start tonight. Guardians are home against Bryce Elder of the Braves. You both have a couple more. Uh, Zarillo's got an angle on Houston and Texas. It's also, also an early game. And speaking of underdogs, and I, I would not dare to try and give uh, deep analytical thoughts on this, but Zarillo, I, I saw that the, the Giants are going back home after playing Sunday night baseball and are playing the Mariners and the Mariners are also a dog today. So that, that, that jumped out to me as well in your article. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good observation, Brad. And honestly, I didn't even think about that. The fact that the Giants had to jump on a plane after playing Sunday night baseball. And I've seen other people talk about um, fading the teams coming off of Sunday night baseball. And it's actually been, or at least it was earlier in the season profitable. I, I want to go back. Um, we, we have ways of filtering for that in bet labs based on time of game played. And then game the following day. Like it depends if you play, obviously. The, the Mets aren't playing today. Um, 100%. Yes. Yeah, no, I, it's fading teams on Monday. I should be yes. specific coming off of Sunday Night Baseball. Um, yeah, had to jump on a plane. So dealing with the jet lag, dealing with body clock time, going back to San Francisco. This line, I made plus 116. Uh, last night, was able to grab a plus 128. It was off market. The highest number out there at the time was plus 120. That's the highest number out there right now. One book put up a plus 128. They must have gotten some big bets in on the Giants, which surprised me, and they left liability open uh, for people to buy back on the Mariners. So if this gets up to plus 124, plus 125 or better, absolutely think you can bet Seattle, uh, regardless of the the rest spot for the Giants. But Brennan makes a really good point. That's a tough spot to play a Sunday night game, lose, get back on a plane, go home and face a team that was staying, I think staying on the West coast, right? The Mariners Mariners were, uh, were just home against Tampa. So they're back. Yeah. They're staying right over there. Yep. Yeah. That's a much easier travel spot, obviously for the Mariners. So yeah. I mean, if I was to give a, a 1% bump to the Mariners off of the rest travel, whatever. Uh, yeah. It's in range at plus 120. So I think you can justify it there. Sure. I, I like I said, I'd, I'd make it plus 124 is where I'd bet it, you know, just accounting for the pure projection. But yeah, if you want to give a half percentage, 1% edge to, the Mariners for travel. I think that's justifiable. Yeah, it's not quite the, the London jet lag, but no, but it's it's something. There's something there. You've got you've got Rangers and uh Astros under today as well. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, the under nine and a half. Uh you could take that to minus 120. You could also take the under nine 
at even money. Both should be available right now. I projected that at 8.7. I have been betting the unders at Globe Life Park pretty much all week between the Rangers and the Astros, and they keep getting there by about a run, which has been stressful, but fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, Globe Life Park with the roof closed plays about 7% below the ma- major league average. And these totals, I feel like, keep opening as though they're aligned for the roof to be open or for a weather-neutral stadium when, in fact, the stadium should play a few percentage points below average. So made this 8.7. Again, under 9.5 hit minus 120, under 9 at even money. Uh, BJ, curious where you have that number. Well, I actually already played the Rangers and Astros over 8.5 uh, mm. last night. I had a 9.2, so I bet it. And you go for the middle. Up, yeah, so maybe we can find a middle spot here tonight. Uh, no, I mean... I mean, Christian Javier, I, I'm just, I don't know what to make of him anymore. Like, it's just, he had yeah. unreal stuff plus numbers last year, and everything has just completely dropped off of his fastball and his slider. So, facing one of the best lineups in baseball is concerning uh, for him. And so, and then, you know, you look at Martin Perez, who's been below average this season, 4.88 expected ERA, one of the lowest K per nine rates among qualified starting pitchers. So, you know, just a, a simple projection edge for me. And obviously the total has been pushed up a run here. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll get a middle, nice little middle spot and this will land on exactly nine runs. And then I also like the under nine in Royals twins, which we already talked about. Uh, again, I don't know how long Austin Cox is going to go, but like Sean said, the twins are much worse against left-handed pitching than they are against righties. The Royals are one of the worst offenses in baseball going against the great Joe Ryan. So uh, projecting 8.2 runs. So I like under nine. I feel like the Twins and Orioles had a really good over weather in Baltimore. I was betting the overs mm-hmm. there all weekend, and they kept going under. So I'm not sure what happened there either. If the Twins' offense is in a lull, both offenses in a lull or what. But, yeah, those were uh, some surprising low-scoring games in Baltimore. All right. I think that's it. Uh, you can find both BJ Cunningham and Sean Zarillo in the Action app. Because I say that because tomorrow we don't have a podcast, and if Zarillo does deliver on his Twitter spaces thing, that'd be great. There are 10 games that start uh, before 4.35 tomorrow. So there is a lot of day baseball that you all probably want to consider. Oh, I'm seeing here Patrick Corbin on the mound for the Nationals tomorrow Mm. to get the day started at 11.05. Cincinnati has not announced a starter. Cincinnati, Washington gets the day started at 11.05 Eastern. So find those guys in the app, all of our other baseball contributors. I'm guessing they'll be awfully active, but... That is going to do it for our Monday edition of Payoff Pitch, July 3rd. Thanks to BJ, Sean Zarello, Brendan Glasheen. Signing off. Uh, thanks for listening to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are back on Friday. Talk to you then. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.